It's time for Moment of Truth with David Moses. And welcome to Moment of Truth. I'm your host, David Moses. You are listening to Element FM in Toronto and Ottawa. That, of course, is 95.7 in Ottawa, 106.5 in Toronto. And, of course, uh, I'd like to remind you that you can also download the Radio Player Canada app and uh, then just follow the instructions. Type in 106.5 ELMNTFM or 95.7 ELMNTFM. And uh, you could be listening on your device of choice 24 hours a day, seven days a week, anywhere across the country. I'd like to welcome my first guest to the show, Christopher Trevers. He's a Brampton-based director of Genetic Health Solutions at Dynacare, and he is a certified genetic counselor with the American Board of Genetics uh, Counselors and has experience in areas of personalized medicine, clinical genetics, ethics, and molecular geometry. Geometry. <laughs> Let me help me out with that one. Okay. Molecular genomics. Genomics yes. technologies. Well, okay. So there's a there's a whole show right there. <laughs> How do we now? This and of course you're here talking about uh, World Cancer Day. Mm-hmm. It is in fact World Cancer Day today. It is. And uh, so how does this tie in with what you do and World Cancer Day? So I, I think um, what people don't realize often is that all cancer is actually genetic. Mm. But some of that cancer is genetic is genetically inherited, and then most of it, eighty percent of it, just happens by chance, but is caused at the base, at the beginning, by genetic mistakes that happen in our body just naturally. So, mm. um, you know, as we get older, our cells kind of, for you know, for simplicity, kind of get tired, kind of uh, making copies of themselves, mm. and they make mistakes mm. in the in the copies that they make. Mm. And the first cell that has a genetic mistake in it um, uh, can become a tumor. And Mm. so um, what I do every day is actually kind of teach doctors, nurses, and other healthcare providers how to use genetic technologies to test the the cancers Mm. to see which which medications are probably more likely to work to successfully treat their cancers – uh, the other way that it can be used is to identify those 15 to 20 percent of people that actually have that underlying high risk. Mm. So those, you know, in the media talk about all the time, people having this uh, born with a higher risk than others. So for those and uh, that, yeah, that's basically that's basically what I do every day. Well, that's uh, something I must mm. I must say. Now, you know, something that popped into my mind as, as you were talking there uh, is I remember hearing something about that. We don't realize this, but uh, our bodies are, are, of course, very efficient. They're very mm-hmm. good at taking care of us. Yes. And I heard it somewhere mentioned that we actually get cancer many times a day or a month or a year, mm-hmm. but our body is really good at, at getting rid of it. Absolutely. So what happens is the, the, the genes that end up causing cancer are usually the ones that act kind of like the brakes on a car. So they say, okay, you know what? I'm kind of sick mm. and therefore I, should, uh, I shouldn't exist any longer. So the body kind of causes those cells that are sick to end mm. and the ones that are healthy to continue on. Um, and then there's others that are kind of like the gas pedal that say, you know mm. what, we're doing really well, speed up and keep reproducing. Mm. So those are the two kinds of genes that end up when there's uh, mistakes in them end up causing people to get cancer. And because we have two copies of every gene, you get one from your mom and one from your dad. Right. Uh, Every day we probably get those genetic mistakes in one of those copies just from 
breathing air or mm. the sun exposure from all kinds of things. But it's only when you get a genetic mistake in both copies ah. that that actually is what the beginning of a tumor is. Wow. So it's, um, but our body, as you said, is really good at kind of identifying these cells and causing them to die so that the tumors don't develop. So you're right. Most of the time throughout our lifetime, we're probably cancer is starting, but then our body is fighting it and we never really um, come to see it or get any mm. clinical symptoms from it. But the unfortunate thing is that in, in Canada anyway, the statistics say that one in two of us in our lifetime will actually get some type of cancer that gets to a point where you actually have symptoms from it. So as you were, again, uh, saying that, I, I couldn't help but think what, what, uh, one of the things, I guess this is, is where uh, uh, what you do mm-hmm. and I guess what other people look for uh, is, is wanting to uh, maybe create cells <laughs> Uh, that uh, can detect or, or make us better, if it, you know, or, or, or identify those things ahead of time so that we can, uh, we can eradicate these mm-hmm. kind of things. So what we do at Dynacare, I, can, I, you know, I can't speak, and every, every jurisdiction in the world is kind of yeah. does this a little bit differently, and Canada is one of the leaders okay. uh, doing this. And, and Dynacare across the country, what we do is we have clinical experts that either, you know, pathologists that look when you get the biopsy from someone's mm-hmm. Um, tumor that they're trying to see if they have cancer or not and identify what kind. And then for people that um, are worried about their family histories, we also have genetic counselors that people can call in and go through their family histories and help people uh, identify whether they may be in that high-risk category. And then we'll communicate with their doctors to try to then set a plan in in place um, for deciding whether they want to know or not, because some people do want to know and other people actually uh, don't want to know anything about their uh, their history or predispositions. Mm. And then for those that do want to proceed, um, we have a series of different technologies and tests that we can use. Uh, so for those people that don't yet have cancer, we could offer them a test of your the genes of your whole body to see whether they're that 15 to 20% that actually um, have the predispositions or the much higher risk for developing cancers. And then there's the other people that already have cancer and we're helping them apply the technologies to the the tumor tissue itself to see what the best treatment is and give them a better idea of prognosis and outcomes. Um, I think most people are familiar and, you know, we, most of us don't want to get cancer. We want to prevent it. Mm -hmm. So for the technologies that can identify those 15 to 20% of people um, you know, in the past, it's often been quite restrictive around the how many genes they would look at and who got access to them. And over the past few years, actually, that um, the criteria has been kind of broadening to allow more people to get tested. Uh, there's more access for people to actually, um, even if they don't meet criteria, to get the testing done. And then... Um, you know, there's actual tangible things now that you can do if you identify a genetic change uh, in some of those genes. So, for instance, uh, the one that people most commonly know about is the BRCA1 and BRCA2 genes that people hear about, you know, Angelina Jolie and everything that uh, gives the higher risk predominantly for women for breast and ovarian cancer. So now there are drugs that um, when a person gets a cancer from those that actually can... uh, utilize your own immune system. So it kind of, uh, when you get cancer, 
sometimes it creates a shield so that the body's immune system doesn't recognize it. Mm. And so the body can't attack it itself. Mm. And so what these new drugs do is they take away that shield yes. and they allow the immune system to attack it itself. Yes. And it doesn't mean that you don't need chemotherapy per se, but you may need less of it. And it's every person is, is totally different and it depends on the, the situation. But that's an example where the, you know, years ago we used to be able to tell people, yes or no, you have this risk, but we couldn't really do anything about it. Mm. And now the research um, that many companies and hospitals uh, here in Canada are involved with, uh, Dynacare included, is trying to find out what's the link between, you know, identifying these things and how do we best then uh, follow up and, and prevent and uh, maximize the treatment for these people. Now, I remember hearing something about that shield you were just mm -hmm. talking about and, and uh, hearing about something related to that and how, uh, you know, finding ways around that so, mm -hmm. so, that, so these can be uh, 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 help to, to um, find a cure, et cetera, and allow mm -hmm. the body to uh, attack it. Um, now, there is uh, one of the things included with the information I was given, which I thought was interesting, and it's related to the drugs and those kind mm -hmm. of things. Uh, and it's about this patient in New Brunswick that took this uh, Genesep test, and, yeah. and and it was interesting that the men, the uh, the medication they were taking could have had an effect on. Uh, it was an antidepressant, I believe. Yeah. So I mean, the uh, the unfortunate other statistic in Canada is that one in two people will also be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Mm. And so for some people that's lifelong and other people, uh, majority of people, it's just a kind of a, a time in their mm. life mm. where they're getting treatment uh, and interventions. Um, and so not unlike, you know, other people um, that are getting treated for depression, this woman was on a type of medication that uh, when, if you develop cancer as well, mm. the drugs can interact together. Mm. And she had had the Gensep test, which looks at uh, giving guidance for treatment for mental health, pain and addiction. Mm. But the information in that can also be applied to other drugs. Mm. And one of the the genes in there also gave information that uh, that talked about how the cancer therapy that she was going to receive would also interact with her treatment for a mental illness. And so she was able to then use that genetic information to go back with her doctor and make a plan of care to change the drug that she was taking for her mental illness so that she wouldn't fall behind in that treatment while still allowing the maximized and the best gold standard for her treatment of her right. cancer. Right. Fascinating stuff. Mm. Uh, and of course, the other thing is, uh, in, you know, we all know about the uh, saliva tests that mm. things are done, and that can test for, for a number of uh, different genes and things. Yes. Can you tell us about that? So the, the I mean, it, when you test for your DNA, um, the reality is we have DNA in every tissue in our body. So mm. you can test skin, you can test, you know, hair follicles, you can test blood is the most common one. But uh, to provide broader access to people, and I guess, mm. you know, uh, not having to go in and get a blood draw every time, more and more of them are doing it. You just either spit in a tube mm. or uh, some of them actually, you can just rub kind of like giant Q-tips on the inside of your cheeks. Yeah. And uh, what type of test you want depends on which is best. But most of them now, the technology has gotten so good that we can get so much DNA from a very small sample that it allows us to use saliva or a cheek swab instead of blood most mm. of the time. Wow. Uh, if you've just tuned in, you're listening to Element FM in Toronto and Ottawa, and uh, that is 106.5 in Toronto, 95.7 in Ottawa. And uh, the, the voice uh, there with me is uh, Christopher Trevers. Uh, he is a director of genetic health solutions at Dynacare, 
And uh, we're talking about uh, uh, cancer and the, th the work that he does um, and uh, helping to identify and uh, hopefully prevent uh, cancers for people uh, with the work that he does on this uh, World Cancer Day of February 4th, uh, 2020. Um, can I ask, you know, as you were talking, I, I can't help but, but think it, it, it's a fascinating line of work. Mm -hmm. are, 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 and I, I thought the body sounds really amazing at what it does, and we take it for granted. Um, you know, uh, how long have you been working in this field? So I have been working in genetics since the mid-90s okay. um, in a research lab. I went to Queen's University in my undergrad, so I worked in a research lab actually in on autism for, okay. uh, for many years. And I have been working clinically in hospitals with, have been in, with patients since uh, 2003, early 2003. And um, I came first, so I trained in the U.S. in my grad school and then came back to Toronto and worked at the hospital for sick children mm. uh, for many years. And, uh, you know, now I, uh, I've worked at Dynacare for the last three and a half years. And, uh, although I don't see patients anymore, I, I, uh, I really, um, take my personal pleasure in my job from really, you know, if I train one physician on how to understand this, to provide testing, that one physician can touch thousands of lives. Mm. So rather than my one at a time, uh, so I try to look at it that way, right. given my background and everything was really focused on patient care. Uh, and uh, of course, that's a very common way uh, that that uh, uh, commerce works, you might say, mm -hmm. because you know CDs or music is duplicated, mm -hmm. and you might buy, you know, is one song, but it gets duplicated. So in a similar fashion, you're helping uh, others by uh, introducing this to one doctor who touches many people, and that gets multiplied, and that's mm -hmm. a great way. So my question, no, sorry, you were going to no, say, something? I was, I was going to say, uh, you know, so in my role at Dynacare. Um, really many of the, it's not unique in, uh, in genetic technologies, but anytime a new technology comes in, you know, most clinicians actually in medical school and nursing school don't really receive the, the information that they need on an ongoing basis. And because this technology changes so quickly, even whatever they learned, you know, five, 10 years ago is often out of date now. So it's really, uh, kind of a pleasure to, you know, I get to travel across the country, see all the different 10 different health systems in the mm -hmm. country and uh, and really help those clinicians mm. understand this mm. and uh, i uh, it's great when you hear the stories back afterwards from right. the, the use of the technologies and hear the good stories uh, rather than just the bad ones uh, that's great and of course technology seems to be uh, you know changing faster and faster these mm. days and uh, that's that's good in so many ways in terms of helping us i guess i wanted to come back to what i was asking you about and why i said how long you've been working in this and and going back to the body because um, it, it does a great job, you know, where we, we take it for granted. At your level, though, and what you're doing, um, are you still fascinated? I mean, there must be a fascination in what you see each day and what you do. Oh, my gosh. I, I was actually saying to my Uber driver on the way down here today, you know, almost 100% of what I do now would have been like a Star Trek fantasy when I started out in my career. Mm. And uh, it's what I love, but also what is most challenging in this type of role is that it does change so rapidly. You constantly need to be reading and collaborating and talking to clinicians in all different areas of medicine to try to stay on top of how to actually implement this. Mm. And I think it's, um, it is, uh, it is exciting, but there, there really is, um, there are very few health systems in the world that actually are, are, doing an amazing job at doing this because mm. it's so quick. Mm -hmm. And just when you think you know everything, 
it totally changes. Right. And uh, when, so pe- most people are aware of the Human Genome Project. That ended in about the year 2000. Okay. And everyone thought at the time, you know, all these, right. that it was going to solve all of humanity's <laughs> health <Sure>. problems. <laughs> But what it really did was give us a roadmap. Okay. And since that time, what they've done is take that information and that map to try to find out then how to apply that that roadmap to actually change and personalize the care that people got. So mm. it's come an incredibly long way since the year 2000 when that's happened. Now, you, you mentioned that Canada is is one of the leaders and mm-hmm. uh, your organization and what you do. So who else do you, you mentioned, you know, reaching out and talking to others. Yeah. Um, who else do you coordinate with on an on a international level? So uh, Dynacare um, works with companies on an international level. Mm-hmm. So many of the tests that we provide uh, access to in Canada actually are developed uh, in Canada. And mm-hmm. so we collaborate with academic health institutions here and have nationally funded Genome Canada, CIHR grants for those types of projects. And then other things that um, are developed first in other countries, Dynacare will work with them to actually bring them in and give Canadians access mm-hmm. to those tests um, uh, earlier than probably would be expected through the, the right. public system. Right. Uh, we're almost out of time, but I wanted to know if uh, there's something else uh, on this World Cancer Day that uh, you feel is important for people to know, uh, you know, that we haven't yet talked about. Yeah, I, I think the thing is to know, you know, um, many clinicians aren't aware of a lot of these technologies. So I'm kind of hoping that coming here today, talking to them, just even makes people ask questions and kind of seek out uh, information that's there. Yep. And, um, you know, the some of the most exciting areas to come in the next, you know, two to five years actually are going to change the way that we even early detection. So, um, you know, for, I'll give an example that when a tumor kind of um, exists in your body, it sheds little fragments of DNA and we can through a blood test actually now, and it's still in the research phase, but will come into use probably in the next five years. You can detect that cancer before it even is known by any kind of imaging. And then that little blood sample can tell you, what stage of cancer you're at and that you have it or not, and also where in the body it is. No. And so uh, the way that people get care is really going to change over the next little bit. It'll cost us less, hopefully, yeah. to provide the screening and get better at it, yeah. but also um, give better tools to clinicians to actually fight the, the cancers that actually do show up in people's bodies. That sounds amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, like you said, it sounds like some kind of a Star Trek uh, episode of, of being able to <laughs> identify these kind of mm-hmm. things and, and the kind of research. Because, you know, it's beyond me just, just thinking about what technology is used for, mm-hmm. for that kind of identification and things, you know. Uh, especially at that microcosm level of, of or cellular level, I guess it yeah. is, that, that you're talking about. Fascinating yeah. stuff. Wow. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, yeah. So as we said, it is uh, World Cancer Day. And uh, just to give people a little bit more information about that, it's an international day marked uh, on February 4th to raise awareness of cancer and to encourage its prevention, detection and treatment. Uh, it is led by the Union for International Cancer Control, supports the goals of World Cancer uh, Declaration. It was written in, in 2008. And uh, the primary goal of World Cancer Day is to significantly reduce illness and death caused by cancer and its opportunity to rally the international community to end the injustice of preventable suffering from cancer. So, uh, Christopher Trevers, it's been a pleasure to have you on the show. I really appreciate you coming in and, uh, and wanting to share this information, you know, and, and try, as you said, uh, to raise awareness uh, not only for people but uh, clinicians as well, mm-hmm. uh, to ask, uh, p- get people to ask questions 
and uh, get clinicians, I guess, to ask questions. And as you say, it's a never-ending uh, story, a never-ending uh, uh, road for training, and, uh, and uh, it, it's one that has many advances, as you say, uh, that are happening all the time. So uh, I thank you for coming in and sharing that uh, with, us, with us here on the show. Thank you very much. It's been a pleasure. It's been a great pleasure. That's uh, Christopher Trevers. He is Director of Genetic Health Solutions at Dynacare, and it was a pleasure for him to come in and talk to us on this World Cancer Day. And uh, don't go away. We're going to be right back here on Moment of Truth and Element FM right after this. And welcome back to Moment of Truth. You're listening to Element FM in Toronto and Ottawa. That is 95.7 in Ottawa, 106.5 in Toronto. And, of course, if you download the Radio Player Canada app, you could be listening anywhere across the country, seven days a week, 24 hours a day. All you have to do is download the app and uh, type in 95.7 ELMNT FM or 106.5 ELMNT FM. That comes in handy if, for instance, uh, you live outside or you know someone that lives outside of our, our direct listening area. Uh, they could be listening online uh, in British Columbia, for say, say for instance. Um, you could also uh, let someone know that they could do that. Maybe there's an interview we had on with someone uh, from a different province. They want to catch it or you, you know them that you think might be interested. You can let them know. Download that uh, Radio Player Canada app and away we go. All right. I'd like to welcome my next guest to the show. And it's someone I have known and seen around the community of Six Nations for quite some time. And I have to say it's been a pleasure uh, of mine to have, have seen Lacey Hill uh, around Six Nations performing. And I'm going to give you a little bit more background on that and why I think this is, is cool. But, but to begin with, she is a singer-songwriter. She also happens to be uh, uh, of the Wolf Clan and of the United Nation uh, from Six Nations of Grand River Territory. She also just got back from uh, performing uh, at the New Orleans Folk Alliance Festival. And uh, so maybe we'll talk about a little bit about that. But I want to tell you a little bit more about Lacey uh, and, and her, her music. So uh, she is what I would say is of the same ilk of another Six Nations performer that has come to uh, be known in the last few years. And uh, she's... I don't know if they're, they're friends, but they certainly have graced the same stage together when I saw them performing in and around Six Nations many times. Um, and, and that is Logan Stott. So, uh, you know, I, I, I remember seeing uh, Lacey and Logan perform uh, in some of the same venues with their acoustic guitars doing their acoustic stuff. Lacey, um, if, you, if you like that kind of a, of a, of a sultry kind of a sound that, that, that Logan brings, well... You're going to be, you're going to love uh, Lacey because she has this very soulful kind of a, a sound, uh, this very intimate uh, performance style that she brings not only to her songs and her voice and also even the guitar style of playing. She, she also plays a ukulele. She does this one song with a ukulele, right, Lacey? Yep. <laughs> so, Lacey, welcome, uh, Scano Sego and Segoli. Welcome to the show. Sego. Woo. Glad to make it. Glad yeah. to be here. Yeah, very honored to talk to the people and uh, share what's been going on. Well, why don't we start there? What has been going on? How did it go down in uh, New Orleans? Oh, NOLA. It was a, a fabulous time. I got to see a lot of my friends within the industry. 
Um, there's many conversations down there on where we would like to see the industry go and how we can navigate that together mm. as Indigenous people. So there's a lot of amazing conversations going on within the sessions during the day. And then at nighttime, they have performers like levels of a hotel. Every room has like a performer in each room that you can go and check in and and sit there and listen to their set. And um, there's official showcases and private showcases. Um so to be down there to, um, you know, represent Six Nations, Indigenous folks, and also my new music and my old stuff, all original stuff, I'm so very proud to be a part of that atmosphere. Um, and it's pretty exciting to not just, you know, play for the Indigenous side of things, um, but also opening up myself to performing in other areas too so um, I was honored to play three showcases one was um, the indigenous voices room which they have a live stream on their Facebook so you can check out like all the whole event mm. on there which is like they're the only room that did that um, which is I think pretty cool and it's all over the world now those those songs so you can totally tap into that and uh, listen to the live streams and what went on down there in the Indigenous room. And uh, Shoshona Kish mm. um, was right. one of the head runners right. of the right. whole thing. Right. So her group, um, who she works with, um, Sergio and Amanda Rium was on that group. And mm. a lot of people behind her um, was uh, involved in the planning and the execution of the events, which was awesome because... Uh, this is their second time doing this with Folk Alliance International, mm -hmm. and I think it's like a really good partnership to have um, because there is so many Indigenous folks that are really taking control of their talents and really getting involved in the community. So we're really building a community for the future music uh, era, mm. and this is a, a new thing for Indigenous people. I mean, we have we've been involved in music in so many levels, but I feel like there's so much work that needs to be done. And if you are a aspiring or inspiring musician and you're practicing every day and that's something that your heart just can't help but give, there's space there for you mm. to make yourself known, to share your stories, to, to, to you know, express your melody in such a way that no one's ever heard that before because we're so new in the industry and making waves in such a profound way that it's a momentum that I feel like that we're, we're coming together in so many different ways. And that's what music does. That's why it's such a impressive language. It's a universal thing that brings us together. So having this radio station is another example. Mm -hmm. Like we never really had a radio station here in Toronto, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? And, you know, and it's cool. Mm. It's so cool because we're networking. We're talking about other people who we're working with. And hopefully that inspires other people to be like, hey, you know what? I know that individual. I'm going to connect with them. Or, you know, oh, I like Lacey Hill. I'm going to go like her on Facebook. Or I like I like Element FM. I'm going to go like them on Facebook. I'm going to I'm going to be in tune. I'm going to be a supportive ally. Uh, uh, so we're creating this network that is so cool and you know we go down to like I drove down to mm. New Orleans and um, 
had to hit up Nashville because I'd never been down there. And, <laughs> you know, <clears throat> got to see many things when you travel like that. And for me, you know, three years ago, I was in a corporate setting working myself to death pretty well, you know. And um, I felt like, I was like, I can't do this. I had to follow my dreams as a musician and I'm just going to take a leap into the abyss of the unknown. I quit my job. I sold my home. You wow. know, I did everything that I possibly could to really involve myself and support other people too on my way up. Yeah. Or down or whatever <laughs> the journey is for me. I right. don't know. But mm. as far as I'm concerned, Taking that leap into the unknown was really scary. I went through a lot of like physical, mental things, like, mm. you know, um, because there's this idea sure. of a person, oh, you have to, you got to get done school, you got to go to post secondary, you got to get educated, you have to go and get a job, you have to get a house, you have to have a family, you know, all these things. And it's like, well, where do my dreams come into place? <laughs> As a human being, like, mm. I have other things. Why do I have to do this corporate thing mm. and, you know, be subjective to the institutional racism that happens, like, everywhere? Hell no. No, I'm not going to do that anymore. I'm going to start singing, and I'm going to sing about that. Mm. And I'm going to hopefully, you know, people will like my music, and it's as simple as that. That's it, you know. And I'm so grateful to be able to be a conduit for these messages that come through me and form melody when it comes out. I'm so grateful for that. And with that being said, taking a leap into the unknown, you have to have the faith in yourself that you have something to give. Mm. You got, you need to believe in yourself. And I think a lot of people don't have the confidence to be like, you know what? I'm going to do this because this is what I've always wanted to do. And I have something to give here. I have like a gift. Mm. And a lot of people were like, man, that's crazy that you just quit like your forever job. You, you were there. <laughs> you could have had it for the rest of your life, you know, um, and your home. You, you bought a home and, you know, I bought a home at 26 years old as mm. a native woman on mm. my own. No mm. co-signer, no nothing. Wow. And I worked I worked myself really hard. I was a workaholic, mm. you know, and uh, a lot of things happened in my life to show me that th your time here is short. So let's make a profound impact the way that you're meant to through your gifts. So the last three years I've been doing that. I've been traveling all over the world, New Zealand, Australia, like five times. We have more bookings for Australia. So they love us over there. Um, their indigenous people are so like us and we have the same colonizers so we have a lot in common mm. and we just we just love our mob over there and um <clears throat> with the fires and stuff like that going on you know sending our love and um our rainy prayers over over there to our brothers and sisters um down under because uh yeah they're they're pretty special in my heart and uh i've been traveling down there quite often and mm. The more and more we travel down there, the more and more we build the bonds and relationships with their indigenous folks down there. So that's uh, super cool to me because uh, these these stories and these um, the way that we share things is very similar. And it's super cool to relate to people halfway around the world 
when, you know, here in Turtle Island, you know, we have connections here, but having that distance and time between us, but but we're still, we have so many similarities. It mm. just really opens my mind to, you know, different histories and how similar we have history together, you know. Mm -hmm. Like I said, we have like the same colonizer, so we have a lot in common because they had a system, mm. you know. Mm. We had residential schools. They had missions, mm. you know, mission reserves and stuff like that. They, it's the same kind of details, mm. just different language. So right. to have that bond with them and to share stories is like magnificent. Been traveling all over um, with this uh, production theater production called Dear Woman, and I oh, yeah. have uh, two songs that I wrote for that that um, production. And Dear Woman is a one-woman show with Cherished Violet Blood, uh, directed and written by uh, Tara Bagan. And Annie Morrow, is, uh, he did the stage presence for that, so he designed the, mm. the stage for that. So we're a team of four, and uh, we've been traveling around uh, this year. We, again, we went to Melbourne. Uh, Cherish was on ABC, their morning show, talking about our indigenous uh, murdered or missing indigenous women mm. because mm. that's the play that's what the play is based on it's mm. a magnificent story and the thing about this is that uh, I hope uh, Toronto organizers are listening to this because uh, it has never been played in Canada mm. um, but we've been to Scotland mm. we won an award for best moments wow. and there's over 5,000 shows they're playing and they give 20 awards out and we got one wow. of them wow. and um we slayed it over there with this play, and uh, I'm really proud of it because, like I said, when you get into, when you jump into the abyss, sometimes you open yourself up to other things. So not only am I a singer-songwriter, but now I'm a stage manager, <laughs> you know, and I help get the show running. Right. And um, and these are skills that I would have never learned, and mm. people go to school for this stuff. Mm -hmm. But here I am blessed with these opportunities to right. learn new skills and um, to get out there and, and make this show run. And I believe in this show so much. And we have, like, we're going to Colombia in the summertime. Um, we're going to Perth, Australia again. Um, so these are, we're continually um, going across the world internationally with this show. And yet it's about Canada's murdered and missing Indigenous women, and it's never played here before. Wow. It doesn't that blow your mind? Oh yeah. I think that blows my mind to a certain extent. There's a real problem here. Mm -hmm. There's a real problem here because like I said we've been going we it's award winning play. Yeah. yeah. But it's still not booked. So if you are if you got guts, <laughs> if you got some guts to plan some uh theater that makes you feel something, uh contact Tara Bagan, Article 11 Calgary. Article 11 is uh, Indigenous owned by uh, Tara Bagan and Annie Morrow. And, um, and like Tara, Tara has like so many plays. Is like She's like in her 30th mm. rounds of mm. plays. So she's a well-known uh, uh, playwright. And so, yeah, I've been traveling around with them and they teach me all these new skills. And, and at the same time, I'm able to play and perform right. and uh all over the world so yeah. um the one thing that i'm so grateful for is those opportunities and i've been trying my best to be a real good person that you can rely on have a good heart and a good mind 
and uh, be open to learning. You're listening to Element FM, and this is Moment of Truth. The voice you have just heard is Lacey Hill. She's a singer-songwriter who is from uh, Six Nations, and also, uh, aside from being a singer-songwriter, she is of the Wolf Clan and from the Oneida Nation, from the Six Nations of the Grand River Territory. And uh, speaking of shows and performances, uh, Lacey has a show coming up on February 7th, and it's at Corner Hall, uh, presented by Royal Conservatory, uh, so you can find tickets online about that. And uh, that's with Susan Glukark. You're going to be on stage with yes, uh, Susan Glukark. That's fabulous. Yeah, that's totally, that's super cool. It is. I, I'm, I'm really excited about that date, and um, I've been looking forward to it for uh, months. <laughs> and uh, since the day I got booked, I've been excited for this gig. So um, I hope that people can come out. We got some tickets to give away. Well, that's right. Yes, yes and um, I hope that... Um, you know, we can have a good night together. And uh, if you don't know the corner hall, I suggest Googling it real quick because it's such a beautiful, magnificent place. So we can all be bougie natives and get dressed <laughs> up together and uh, have a good time. <laughs> Sounds good. Uh, uh, Lacey, before uh, earlier in, the, in in what you were talking about there, uh, which I really loved, I appreciate all those comments you made. And I really like how you said about... Uh, uh, about helping others and taking a leap of faith, you know, as you move into this new line that you you took a leap of faith to to as you mentioned, left you left your job, you sold your home. Uh, these are these are serious things that uh, as not easy for people to do. Uh, but it sounds like y- you haven't necessarily over regretted that. It sounds like like what is happening in terms of your life now as it rolls forward with. Uh, the singer, the songwriting aspect, uh, getting involved with now a live performance, uh, the dear woman, and and being able to get involved with that. Uh, you're traveling. It sounds like uh, you're really your life is getting fulfilled in many ways as as that as this is unfolding. Um, the top ten moments of my life I've had just in these times of following dreams. They mm. they've made a huge impact on my life, and I've seen. So many beautiful things. Like, I love nature. So wherever I go, I try to get in those spaces. And you can see on my Instagram, like, some of the places that I've been. And I just can't help but take photos. And and that's, like, another thing that I really love to do. So if you like looking at photographs and want to check out the things, like, the places that I've been and the things that I've seen, Totally check out my Instagram, Lacey Hill Music, and uh, you could check out all the places, yeah, and uh, check out my photos. Um, it's a true blessing, and I, I'm so grateful every day for these things. But yeah, changing up your whole life in, in your 30s isn't something that, uh, you know, a lot of people are willing to do, but... You risk it for the biscuit, I guess. <laughs> you know, like it's something that you want to do. You know, yeah. life is way too short to sure. be, you know, doing something that you don't even like. Mm. You know, mm. and uh, so I have the privilege and the and the means and the and the goals to be able to make some space here in the music industry, and um, I'm I'm grateful for that. I'm looking forward to the new album. I'm recording a new album mm-hmm. and. Uh, it should be out this year. Right. And, uh, yeah, I'm, I'll be sharing new music February 7th at the Corner Hall. Yeah. Yes. So I'm pretty pumped about that. I'll be there with my trio. 
um, Clayton Porter and Dan Porter. I've been um, working with them a lot. Uh, Dan plays the bass and Clayton helps me. He's the lead guy on the electric guitar, so um, they can be pretty smooth when they want to be. So um, <laughs> They'll be uh, accompanying me right. on uh, February 7th with them. I'm super pumped that they can... Uh, we can be together on stage. So, yeah. Um, yeah. That's it's, great. It's uh, doing all those things. Also, um, we have a, uh, we did this thing with APTN mm-hmm. and it's called Amplify. Yep. And they selected indigenous artists and um, filmmakers and producers to come together. And uh, I was, I was asked to write a song Um and I wrote this song called The Shiner in honor of uh, Snow Snake and my yeah. grandfather because he was a shiner. He used to make oh, yeah, yeah, snow yeah. snakes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, he was really well known for his snakes, right? Uh, so, um, And that's a Haudenosaunee. Who, who's that? Who's that? Albert Porter. Okay. He had a Porter team, like yeah, him yeah. and his brother, and they I, still throw his sticks in there. I think I interviewed him a long time ago. You probably, probably did. There's a CBC uh, film, old yeah. school black and white yeah. film that... Yeah. That we got to play in this video, but um, I wrote oh, nice. it in honor of my grandfather and the and the game Snow yeah. Snake because yeah. look at this we don't have snow and that's I a know. snow game you it know is, and yeah. it brings people together yeah. so um, there's a lot of levels in that that I wanted to include in this song so that song will be included in my in this album but also there's a whole episode that they did on on the song mm. and me and the music video. We did a music video for it. So that should be coming out in like April or something this year on APTN. So mm. um, that's another thing that I'm super stoked about. And um, <clears throat> it's pretty cool to just, because when people come and ask you to do something that's that you're not used to, right. you know, you have all these doubts in your mind, like, oh, can I even write a song for these guys? Like, can I do this? Like, mm. Mm. And um, I was just like, yeah, I'll try it. Anyways, like, I'm good enough for them to ask to do this. So they obviously believe in, like, something that maybe I've overlooked. Right. And, uh, you know, I was was hesitant to be like, "Ah, I don't know if I, but I was like, no, I'm going to do it. And I'm going to write a real good song. And I did. And I'm so proud of it. And and, um, it makes me tear up. Because mm. I don't know how, I honestly don't know how it comes out. Mm. Mm. The songwriting, the oh, lyrics, yeah. the, right. the melodies, but somehow it does and it just comes out the way that um, it blows my mind, you know. Well, and you, you know, I remember hearing somebody uh, say that, that uh, musicians uh, don't create the songs, they just come through them. Yeah, I, right? I believe it. I'm it's a, just a definite it. conduit. Yeah, yeah exactly. that's for sure. That's... So with that being said, you know, I'm so grateful for all the support and the listening, the listeners, the the people who support and who've been following mm. um, and who's coming out to the shows. I so support individuals, too, and it really makes a difference mm. in building that mm. uh, community and that network. Mm. And uh, one other thing I wanted to mention how I even got to the corner hall mm. was uh, I think it was like. I don't know, maybe last year or something, I I uh, entered this music competition called The Shot, and it was it's in Toronto now, but um, back then it was in the uh, city of Kitchener. 
Okay. <laughs> yeah, and um, so I was like, ah, you know, like I'm not a big competitor, but mm. I did it because number one, it was outside of my comfort zone, mm. and number two, I wanted to share my original music to mm. people that I never performed for before in my life. Right. right. And I wanted to network with people mm. that were within the show and see how far I'd get, you sure. know? Yeah. So everybody's singing. Like, I'm probably the only Native person in that is, like, uh, probably over a thousand people trying out for this show. Mm. Or just, like, it's a webinar, I guess mm-hmm. you could say. Well, it's competition. And uh, people were singing covers and, you know, mm. throughout the whole competition. And I made up my mind that throughout this competition, I would sing original music. And mm. I did. Mm. And I end up getting like in the top ten. I beat like there was a lot of competition weekend competitions. You mm-hmm. had to beat people out, mm-hmm. and so like four weekends of that, you know, singing original music and you know dealing with the stresses of the competition sure. and how good other people are, yeah. and, and people are really good. Mm-hmm. People have such beautiful voices. Oh, yeah. Like how are people supposed to compete? You know, exactly. like it, it blows my mind. It still does, but. I'm proud of the fact that I took a leap outside of my comfort zone and I tried something new. And that's how I got to the corner hall because my coach was Blair, Blair Packman. And he was with the Jitters in the 80s. Oh, okay. So he's been in, in the music industry for a long time and he does this uh, round circle singer song. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, circle at the Royal Conservatory. And he asked me to come and sing. And in that time, um, I was singing with Sean Jones, who is one of um, Castle Loma's, um, you know, main voices. He's got a night there every every Monday night mm-hmm. or whatever. He rocks that the mm-hmm. Castle Loma, and he was there. Sean Jones and um, uh, Blair Packham was there. Myself and uh, Lawrence Gowan was there. Oh yeah, yeah. And uh, <laughs> you know, it was really cool because um, we did this round of uh, singing and yeah. and sharing our original pieces. And um, afterwards, um, Lawrence Gowan came up and was like, "Hey, you, you know, you, you're really something." Like, nice. uh, and I was like, "Thanks, man. <laughs> like, that really means something to me. You know, mm-hmm. you don't have to say these words, and right. and you are." And uh, he was like going on and on, and um, he's like, you know, my son, uh, he's like a drummer, eh? and at the time I'm looking for a drummer, okay. and uh, so um, I'll be working with his son, um, and we're gonna be doing like alternative music, right? Yeah, with the with Dan and Clay because they have their own band called the Bad Guys. Okay, but it's like rock and roll alternative right. stuff you know yeah, yeah. it's harder than what i'm singing mm-hmm. now which a lot of people say it's folk but for me it's indigenous soul sure. i don't find yeah. myself in that category of yeah. folk yeah. you know so um so that's how i got to the to the corner hall is yeah. through comp- competition yeah. with myself to step yeah. outside my boundaries i i got top 10 in that music competition and I made connections well enough to mm. now be in mm-hmm. the corner hall, mm-hmm. which is something that is so like it's mind blowing how yeah. how when you step outside yourself to try something new, what the payoff can be, mm. and you don't even know right. until it comes around full circle and you see the work that you do mm-hmm. and how it pays off, and that's one thing that you have to have in this business is a hustle. 
You have to have a hustle. You're selling yourself. You have to, you're representing not just yourself, but Mm. a whole whack of people that support you, Mm. you know, where you come from, Mm. you know, the music that you have, um, the music that you're representing, you know, all these things. It's not just like, oh, hey, one day I'm just going to do this and that's it. No, Mm. it's a, it's a constant hustle you're doing something every day you're um you know people online see that you're doing these great things but they don't see the like i'm not taking instagram shots of the paperwork you know what (laughs) i mean you you know that comes along with that so if there's people out there that have these dreams just make sure that you're willing to follow it up with hard work because Mm. it's not as easy as people think Mm. and there's definitely something like there's a business side of things so that's what I just wanted to come here with as a message like to people who are listening or people that are following their dreams, you know, step outside yourself, you know, push yourself, even though you might not want to do it or you're scared to do it. Overcome that fear and just go ahead and, and jump into that unknown. And, uh, you know, I always feel like there's always good things on that other side. And I mean, there's always bad things, too, but that's life. Mm. You know, and it's about coming together and working through the good and the bad. And and uh, in the end of the day, you're sharing the experiences that you've had within yourself. Mm. And and you could there's many people out there that have the gift to put it through melody and song and rhythm. And and it's a beautiful thing. So, um, you know, like just the just the acknowledgement of uh, other artists out there that are trying their best, like keep going. You have a network of people. Reach out, you know. Um, you're not alone, you know, because when you're performing and giving yourself like this, there's also a real deeper side to that. When you give so much, you have to replenish that, mm. you know. Mm, so sure. there's a lot of th- there's that's what I've learned. Um, performing, you give so much, and I'm tired mm. after mm, a show. Of course, yeah, yeah. You know, so make sure you fill yourself up with that love and and taking care of yourself and you know your mental health and you know because you could be coming up to a big show you you kill that big show and then what mm-hmm. you got nothing booked or right. you know what i mean right. there's a, there's sure. a low time in that yeah. you know and um a lot of people a lot of artists get caught up in that and right. i'm just saying you know you could get it's a part of the process yeah. feel it experience it but get right back into it ask for help do what you need to do to to get back on it and uh get back on the hustle you know um so just coming together reaching out supporting each other like we do um, making new connections and cultivating our old relationships that's what's going to keep us um successful together in this business i feel because like Within the business, you could get eat, eaten up so mm. fast and yeah. so ugly. Right. You'd be jaded, yeah. you know, yeah. and there's there's parts that are amazing yeah. that fulfill you to the fullest. So, um, yeah, that's... Lacey, wonderful. All those comments. I didn't want to stop you because I liked everything you were saying, <laughs> and I really appreciate you doing that, especially if someone out there is, is able to get this message and, and take it and use it for something they can do in their own life and so i didn't want to stop you (laughs) but you know the one thing that we didn't really talk about you've got your show coming up on the 7th as we mentioned at corner hall and that's with uh, susan glucark and that's fabulous uh we do have some tickets we'll give away and that's going to happen throughout the the the, uh happen over the air uh in the daytime 
and um, and and congratulations on that, and congratulations on everything you. you're doing. Thanks. But also, thank you for the message you just you just shared with everyone. Not only about uh, because you know this was a time for for us to talk about you, and you turned it into something else. But I think <laughs> that I, I think that that was wonderful because it turns it back towards you. It, it shows us who you are, and it gives us an inkling into Lacey Hill, the person, which is really important to know that person as we see them performing on stage. And I think that when people see you and hear your music, they're going to get a stronger and deeper understanding of, of Lacey Hill, the performer, and, and what you bring to that stage through that soulful, soulful music that you perform, indigenous soulful music, as you, as you put it. Yeah. Um, but, um, you know, as I said, you won't be disappointed to hear Lacey sing. You will be captivi- captivated by her, f- her voice and her songs. Uh, love is love, uh, I believe. Is a I was going to ask you about the video, but you mentioned in, in, uh, uh, nature, and I noticed the videos. You, you really have a beautiful area that you film those videos in. It's really <laughs> dark. Is that there's a story that comes with um, with those trees back mm. there? That's my backyard, mm. and um, um, me and my grandfather um, we planted those. Like I remember mm. being a little girl, and mm. you know, um, you know, putting my hands around. <laughs> The base <laughs> of the right? trees, yeah, yeah, yeah I yeah. have that memory, and the reason why we have those, and I'll never forget it, and I'll share, it, I'll share this story with you real quick, Has to be because quick, yeah. it's like, it's imp- it's important. Um, my grandfather, he was a really giving person, like he was a farmer. He had nothing; he didn't have like no money or anything, nothing like that. But he always had something to give, mm. in a way of helping, you know. So this one time. You know, this gentleman, he got in a car accident. It was snowing, and my grandfather was just down the road. He he got his tractor. He went, and he pulled him out, and he said, the guy was like, thank you so much, sir. You know, like, can I give you something? And he's like, nope, you know, just be safe, and, you know, you know that's that's good. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't have to pay me nothing, you know. And um, he was like, okay, you know, all right. So I came home one day, you know, in the, in the springtime, and I opened up the garage to go into the house, and it was filled with these blue spruce baby trees, these sprucelings. Mm. There was like 250 of them just sitting in the garage. And I go up to my grandma. I said, Graham, what, what's all these trees? And I had them in my hand. And she's like, what? Where did you get those? And she, I was like, there's like a billion of them downstairs. And um, we found out that it was the gentleman that my grandfather helped in wow. in the return of yeah. his generosity he give him these trees Mm. these blue spruce trees so Mm. my grandfather was well we had to plant them Mm. so we went back into this area where it was like semi-cleaned out Mm. and we planted these trees and now they're big yeah and we've they're they've grown so much that um you know we probably should have planted them a little further apart because some of them um died because they're together so mm. so much but that's how big the trees actually mm. grew so me and my family we went back there and we cleaned out the space so you can walk mm. in between these trees mm. and and there's like a little area where when the sun shines it can it just shines in this spot it's really magnificent but um yeah each other vid- video is on there and um santi smith and mm-hmm. shane paulus yeah helped me with that video yeah. and santi's really amazing yeah, she, she she's, she's so she's the chancellor right now yeah yeah at the that big master. master like yeah. she just keeps on blowing my mind as a hood woman yeah. and 
a woman coming from Six Nations mm-hmm. and how she can like how she runs her business mm-hmm. is so inspiring to me. And mm-hmm. I always give her shout outs like right. all the time because right. like I'm very proud of her right. and to work with her in that capacity yeah. and to have something to show for it is um is uh it fills my heart. And yeah. Shane, I, I work with through the yeah. red door all the time. Yep. Shane and I, we don't even have to talk anymore. Like. We just get the work done, right. and uh, I'm looking forward to working with them in the future. So is that is it Love is Love? Is that the name of the song? No, it's Each Other with um, Santi. You did a live one. <clears throat> there's um, a live one, yeah. There's a live. There, I did a multiple songs in that okay. as a live. But there's one video there. on your website. Is it, but is the, there a song called Love is Love? Or? That's, yeah, there is, okay. um, but the video that you're talking about is Each Other. Okay. And that's with Santi. Okay. Yeah, and that's the one on my website. Yeah, but there's another one with you and acoustic. Just yeah, playing. and that's on YouTube. That's all yeah. on. Oh, that's okay. Yeah, and there's multiple songs. Okay, it's gotcha. It's not just one song. There's like I did yeah. with uh, Cultivate Music with uh, Tyrone, and uh, he came into that yeah. space, and yeah. and he was like, "Hey, I want to do this." I'm like, right. "Well, let's shoot it back there because right. it's super cool." Yeah, it is very nice. Uh, listen, we're 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 at time, unfortunately, but it's been wonderful having you on the show, Lacey, and and. Uh, and we really do uh, appreciate you taking the time to come in. No problem. And, Thanks uh, for having me. wish you all the best Thank on you. the show on February 7th at Corner Hall with Susan Glukark. You can get tickets, $35. They start at $35. And uh, if you go online, uh, it is being presented uh, by the Royal Conservatory. So check that out. Uh, it's uh, Friday, February 7th. Woo! And PM. also, there's a code on my Facebook to get um, some percentage off your tickets. So. Oh, you can follow me on Facebook, and uh, the discount code is is there. Okay, that's great to know. Uh, so, uh, you know, and uh, yeah. we really appreciate you coming in to do this, Lacey, and wish you all the best. People, gonna, you can check uh, Lacey out at LaceyHillMusic.com. Absolutely. And uh, we look forward, to, again, uh, Lacey, to, to hearing more about uh, you and uh, your music in the future. And, uh, and thanks again for coming in. Thank you. And that's our show for today, right here on Element FM and Moment of Truth. Thank you for listening, and until next time, I say, Onigiha. I also want to say, Nyawa, Miigwech, Wanishi, and thank you to everyone who helps put Moment of Truth together. They include in Ottawa, Jill Kennedy and Caroline O'Neill. In Toronto, Andrew Johnson, Luca Capone, Kathy Zabokin, Andrew St. Germain. Nyawa, Miigwech, and thanks for listening. <laughs>